0: This episode of the Yalabad podcast is brought to you by Folklory in partnership with Como Shambhala, which is the wellness arm of the Como Group that has hotels and resorts all around the world. So, for the next three months, they've roped Folklory in to be the artist in residence as part of their campaign called The Strength Within Us. And, Harish, what is The Strength Within Us? So, they will be offering two week
1: experiences where you try five different classes that challenge what strength means to you. And this could be anything from yoga to pilates and even sound healing, man. Okay, but there's a twist. Because most people have been through some sort of physical training program, including all of you listening. You know, you have done something where you train hard, you work hard, and you can you can see how your body has changed. Maybe you've even taken before and after photos. But what about how your mind has changed? Aha, that's where folklore will come in. Because at the start and end of your two-week experience, we'll record mini folklories with you to help you capture your own state of mind. Now, Terrence, what sort of questions will we ask during these recordings?
0: Well, at the start of the experience, we'll be asking you, where's your mental state right now? Where's your body at right now? And also, what kind of things are you struggling with Uh, amongst other questions? And then at the end of the experience, we'll ask you, what do you think you've achieved? You know, what's the proudest moment of the experience for you and what you hope to bring forward to the rest of your life after this experience. And all that will be taken and combined into a podcast that will help you remember your own journey of strength through this two-week experience.
1: See, it's almost like an audio journal that follows you through your journey. And if you want to listen to some examples of mini folklories, we actually recorded two with two practitioners from Komo Shambhala. Uh, there's a link in the description where you can listen to that. And if you want to get your own two-week experience, they are on sale now so you can find out more info and make your purchase at the other link in the description. Everything's in the show notes, so please check it out and go find your strength within. And now, on to the podcast.
0: Podcast. What's up,
1: everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. The midweek podcast. Mm, midweek podcast right. of Yala. But
0: yeah. yeah. Winds of change, man. The, the winds and the rain this morning were pretty crazy. Yeah. As opposed to like yesterday where there was no wind at all, right? Yeah, no wind and and everyone's dying with the heat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know what to expect of weather anymore.
0: Mm, yeah. I, my, my, I think my like my Apple Watch used to have that, you know, the weather tap. Uh, I don't know whether it's a coincidence or what, but recently it just like doesn't show anything anymore. It, like, oh, it's almost it? like it just gave up, really. It's like, you know what? This is too difficult to predict. I'm like, here's no information for you.
1: <laughs> even Apple gave up, really. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, like even today, like, uh, I, I woke up with a bit of a headache. And then, you know, you were mentioning before this, like, oh, maybe it's dehydration. I generally drink, like, a shitload of water. But maybe I need to double my intake of, like, the shitload of water because, uh, yeah, I think even my body's confused, no?
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it could be an age thing. La. It's an age thing, yeah.
1: It's an age thing, yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the cusp of 40s. Yeah, Woo! your body,
0: you, you just become, yeah, your body just becomes worse at, at really reading its own signs well, la, right? You know? Yeah, but then
1: then I watched like John Wick last week and I look at Keanu Reeves and he's what, 58? Mm. And I'm, eh, 58. Then last year, I watched Top Gun Maverick 2. Top Gun 2 Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Uh, whatever, but Tom Cruise yeah. is like 60. Yeah. yeah. And it feels like there's still a long way to reach that age, but to see them at that level, it's it's crazy. La.
0: Crazy. Mm. Yeah. I mean, don't even, don't even talk about movie stars. La. You know, even the subject of our first topic, he's 76 years old and he's still, he's still doing his thing. Uh? Yeah. yeah. Fuck, 76, 76
1: uh? yeah. yeah. Donald Trump is 76 <laughs> years old. Oh my God. I guess sooner or later we have to talk about him. La. Yeah, sooner yeah, or later, and, always, and I mean, he always some, knows
0: how to grab the headlines, are, right?
1: Yeah, there's some bombshell news uh, as mm-hmm. we record this on fifth April, twenty twenty-three. Mm-hmm. But uh, before that, well, what what would we like to plug, Terence?
0: Um, I think as always, we want uh people to listen to this podcast. If you're new and you came in recently because you you read the news about us or you heard what's going on, um, yeah, welcome. And if you like what you are listening to. Please tell one other person about it. Um, I recently got word that someone, uh, you know, who listens to our podcast, uh, when they were traveling in the US or they went back home to the US to, you know, hang out, hang out and with family and friends, they actually made some of their friends sit down and listen to Yellow Butt. Oh, so, is it? Yeah, our voices are streaming across the airwaves, even all, the, all in, even in continental America, man. Wait, so yeah. they
1: met their friends for a meetup mm. and then at the meetup they played Yalabad
0: no I I don't know where it's at a meetup but I think maybe at a place or staying at a house or maybe over a barbecue or something all doing something together I guess
1: wow nice helping force our voices into other people's spaces (laughs) uh. that's
0: (laughs) great man that's
1: fucking great yeah
0: <laughs> that's the that's the best way to get people to listen to Yalabat like, force, yeah. force them to listen to Force them to listen house parties and all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so you know you can tell people nicely, but another good way is you go to people's houses and just play mm. it. Yeah. You know, just play it. Don't even give context. Just play mm. it and make it seem like we are we are there with them. You know. Yeah. Slowly, right. like like softly, introduce us into their brains, like Yeah. Nice. Cool. 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 Cool.
0: cool. All but, right. Yeah. You so, know. We talked about winds of change earlier, right mm. like uh, yeah there's a lot of things going on in continental America as we mentioned yeah. Um, yeah. that that uh, have been has been grabbing headlines everywhere la. and this, yeah. this is, and this is someone who knows how to grab headlines and and grab other things as well. He's none other than the seventy six year old uh, ex-president of the u s donald Trump and what, what yeah. has happened to him?
1: yeah, but before that you know, you you mentioned continental mm. America. Like mm. why Continental America? Just like what? Why? Wh- wh- why the Continental uh uh preface?
0: No, oh, nothing. Uh, just just mentioning that it's on another continent. Uh, just to put the idea that people said there's another continent. Oh, yeah. so in
1: case they don't know, America's another continent. I
0: don't know. It's just a point of reference. Yeah, it's like okay, you can okay, okay. Ref- you can refer to Singapore as an island. You can say Singapore is a city. You can say Singapore's a country. You know, you can't fault them, fault people for saying either one, any one of those are right.
1: Okay, okay, noted, noted. that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: What was the, what's the, what's the point? You're trying to catch me, trying no, because to catch you me say, and fix me. Is it? You say
1: continental America and normally what I recall, continental America is almost used for like the uh, uh, South South America. Uh, mm. I but, don't know, yeah.
0: I think both Americas are North and South, right?
1: Oh, yeah, like, I mean, they're both, con- wait. Oh my god, yes. Yeah,
0: it's the continent of America. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's the continent like, of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, contin- so I mean,
0: the, the I think in this case, I was using continent to depict like it's a place that you move to that is very far away and very big. Like, that's all. That's why mm. I said
1: continental. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Continental America. Because continental America is technically the whole of North America, like, which includes like Canada yeah. and shit. Like.
0: And South, probably South America also. South right. America is a
1: different continent. Like.
0: Is it a different continent?
1: Yeah, it's a different continent. There are seven continents. Okay, okay. North yeah. America, South America, okay. Europe, Africa, Asia, yeah. Australia, Antarctica, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, But yes, okay. okay. Con- continental America. Yeah, yeah. Continental America. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, you're, still you're still having headache. still having It's the first thing that you... I mean, it's part of Continental about. America like, as a US. But yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, mm. So, essentially, on 5th April, on 4th April, Tuesday, um, the Donald Trump was summoned to the courts in uh, Manhattan uh, mm. where there were, there were details um, laid out about the harsh money payments made to a porn star uh, mm. a playboy model and a mm. doorman to hide potentially yep. damaging information ahead of his 2016 election mm. so at the end of it there were uh, 34 uh, charges 34 mm. felony counts of falsifying business records Mm. Um And that happened in a court in Manhattan in front of a grand jury. Mm. Mm. So there's a bunch of shit that happened in the lead up to this. There's a bunch of shit that's going to happen after this. I think mm. everyone has heard about Donald Trump being indicted. Uh, indicted. Um And I mean, even reading through this was like, holy shit, there's a lot. La. Yeah. Um And I mean, after that, he went back to Mar-a-Lago, his, his resort in Florida, and gave a press conference mm. Uh, mm. where he went all... Out, uh, proclaiming that this is a witch hunt, uh, mm. and apparently announcing that even in the past few days he has raised seven million dollars in campaign funding from his supporters mm. because he plans to run in twenty twenty four again. Mm. Yeah. So, so we just wanted to dive in and like just overall wrap our heads around it and talk about yeah. the the different responses, mm. But what made you want to talk about this?
0: Uh I mean, I, I guess. You can't get him out of the headlines, right it's donald trump and uh mm. you know as much as uh yeah he you know he you haven't heard about him as much in the last last uh two years right uh, or three years um somehow he still manages to stay front and center of uh media stories and all and uh, I think the big question here is you know if is well how will this how will this um indictment, how will Trump's arrest um, how will that affect his chances at the 2024 election uh, of being elected uh, first, nominated first as the Republican uh, candidate and then after that at the election. uh, Because like you say like you said, there's a lot of uh, there have been a lot of uh, responses from both sides, from Democrats and Republicans about this Um, you know, outside the courthouse itself I think there were a ton of people protesting two rival groups, uh, Trump supporters and anti-Trump supporters anti-Trump people, right? Mm. And uh, even at, when he flew back to Mar a Lago and gave his speech, if you watch the video, like it almost felt like twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen all over again, right? You know his supporters like, you know, furiously supporting him and, and holding up signs and shouting, USA, USA, USA as he walks out and he talks about how he wants to he's just all oh, he's ever the only crime he's done is, you know, is defending the country against the people that want to destroy it and all the things like that, like, right? Mm. So so it's just, it's quite, uh, I mean, I think everyone outside of America, outside of America is probably quite like wondering like where is this going to take uh, the, the presidential race? Because, you know, there's a huge impact on, uh, I mean, who the president of the US does have a quite a uh, outsized impact on the rest of the world as well, lah, right? In yeah. terms of foreign policy, you know? So everyone's kind of watching to see what happens. Lah. How about you? Why, why are you so excited to talk about this?
1: Lah? Um... I think because it is, you know, like like watching the the global politics now and the way shit is happening in the world, right? It mm. really feels like the US is on on a decline, right? Mm. Uh, just from a layperson point of view, in terms of yeah. the respect it garners, the fact, the, the sentiments that people are on the ground, even in Singapore, I look at the US, I'm like, what the hell is happening there? And mm. this one just feels like it's another thing that is, capturing the nation. I saw uh, some articles say it captured the nation's attentions. I'm like, fuck man, why, the fact that this is even a thing, is the first time an ex-president has ever been criminally charged in the US. Mm, um, mm. So it just felt like, okay, this, this is going to have some sort of impact, be it like in pop culture, in politics and, and whatnot. And it, it just feels so surreal, which mm. reminds me of all the times we used to talk about Trump shit in the US. It always felt surreal. I yeah. always felt like why the fuck is this happening? How did it get here? Does this yeah. have anything to do with the policies of the country and like the, the nation building and shit like that? And mm. in some way, yes, lah, because like what you said, right? Even outside right the, the courthouse, um there are two sides of uh protesters. Um mm. feels like on the right they are carrying on the narrative or uh, that he's been persecuted, it's a witch hunt. Mm. I know I know a Republican Congresswoman even compared him to Nelson Mandela, saying that you know all, a lot of great people have been jailed before. Hey, so, just like the
0: just like the TikTok CEO. <laughs> yeah, also compared I to <laughs> Nelson Mandela, now he can be compared to Trump also.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nelson Mandela uh, rest 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 in peace. But he's probably thinking, hey, fuck man, don't compare <laughs> these people to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah like it's totally different. So and I mean this whole thing goes goes way back now. So mm. um I I I think 2006 was when uh, Stormy Daniels apparently met Trump at a, mm. a celebrity golf tournament and then uh, 2007 they they met uh, f- to potentially discuss an appearance on his show which was at that time Apprentice. Um mm-hmm. then 2011 she gives the alleged affair uh, details of the alleged affair. Then what happened after that was basically she wanted to tell her story to a newspaper or a, a yeah. magazine. Then Trump's uh, lawyer made a deal with the man, the the editor of another magazine to suppress it. And there was so much shit that went down and it's all around the hush payments to that. Like. And mm. I think there was news of this even during the election itself, but it was always hushed. La. And to see mm. it come to light now, it feels like, wow. Okay, la. In some way it's good that if there was some shit that he did, he's being held accountable. La. But in some way it's like, oh lawe. Eh. This thing never ends, yeah.
0: mm Never ends. And also, will it galvanize Trump's uh election chances, la, right? Mm. Because I think uh you know, even for us, like getting to the weeds of like what happened and why is it against the law and and what wrong did he do and the crime, you know? Even down to like, he reimbursed his lawyer for whatever his lawyer paid, uh, paid the hush money to, like, right? Mm. So, people, I mean, his, I mean, from what I understand, his current legal defense is like, all, all he did was just pay for legal services. He wasn't paying hush money. The hush money was paid by his ex-lawyer who is a convicted, uh, you know, a convicted. He lied in court and he's a perjurer and everything, like, right? So, mm it's very contentious and I think it will be... I don't even think that his next appearance in court is that soon. Is like in December or something like that, right? Because yeah, yeah. they need time to gather evidence, whatever it is, or, or start, uh, you know, put together the case. But uh, in the meantime, this is more ammunition for Trump to go out and say, you know, hey, I'm being persecuted. This is the... This is what happens when, you know, they're they're trying to... They're trying to take me down and this is why we need to fight to win the election again. Um... So, yeah, that could actually have the reverse effect of, like, galvanizing his supporters or even, like, people who are a little bit on the fence about Trump as the Republican nominee. It might push them towards, like, okay, he's our guy again. La. That's a yeah. crazy thing. La.
1: Because, like, what you said that um, Cohen, Michael Cohen, his lawyer, yeah. actually pleaded guilty in 2018 mm. to criminal charges relating to the harsh money payments. Uh, and in, yeah. uh, he was sentenced to three years in prison. So, mm. so, like what you said, right, That could be one narrative, right? Donald Trump can say, yeah, I just paid him. Whatever he mm. does with the money is not my problem. You know, he's been yeah. convicted. He was guilty. But I'm not guilty, right?
0: But of course, um, Trump denies having sex with, with those women not, right, involved. He yeah, denies, he denies, all denies the, everything. The sexual right? relations. <laughs> yeah,
1: he denies everything. Because there was another person um, who also came out um, saying that she had an affair and Trump allegedly paid the doorman of Trump Towers to, to stay mm. quiet. So, yeah, so there's all this these different things that that has been going on in the background. Like. But like what mm. you said, because I, I don't know, man, like I read one Guardian article also uh, saying Donald Trump has been charged. The swamp is finally being drained. Mm. Um, mm. And the person was saying, you know, like Trump for the longest time said he wants to drain the swamp. Mm. And now the swamp is being drained, but uh, he's being drained away. Like. And the narrative was almost like, okay, we can finally... Like like uh, it's fi- He's finally being held accountable. He's finally being charged, and only good can come out of this. Then I was like, Ugh. I don't know, man. Like I remember reading this this sort of narrative whenever some shit was revealed about Trump in the lead up to the mm. election, and he still won. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So so like in this case, what you said, I can cause even for us trying to get into the weeds, it's not the easiest thing to understand, right? Mm. Uh, and we are making an effort, lah. Partly because we're interested, but partly because we wanted to talk about it on the show. But for people who maybe don't have that much of an incentive to go into the weeds, if you take it at face value, you listen to Trump, uh, and even at at, at Mar-a-Lago in his press conference, he said certain things like, um, uh, you know, he he has the the top five quotes from his address uh, that was covered by one article. We have to save our country. Never thought anything like this could happen in America the only mm. crime that I've committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. This fake mm. case was brought only to interfere with the upcoming 2024 elections and it should be dropped immediately. So he's already starting with that narrative. Mm, la, you know? mm,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, think, and, and I think one thing to point out also is uh, I think one of the reasons uh, to, that, I think there are two reasons why a lot of times uh, ex-presidents they're not uh, charged criminally for you know whatever case case that might that might have occurred um in the lead up to them being presidents or while they were being presidents or what right mm. um one is i think uh, most ex presidents sort of slink away into retirement lah, after the job of being president mm. lah, right? Mm. and they sort of give up they they sort of okay i lost the ra- i lost the the i lost the election and and they sort of slink into retirement or you know get million dollar uh, Netflix deals or books and things like that like, right they mm. become like elder statesmen like like minister mentors kind of uh but without any formal role like, in the government right yeah um yeah, obviously Trump has not done that, you know he's if anything, he continued contesting the results of the election uh you know when you remember everyone remembers what happened on january 6 twenty one when when there was the riot at the capitol hill right um which was so partially uh, uh, instigated by trump's tweets as well uh, right mm. uh and then since then yeah trump has just been going on and on about how the election was rigged he still refuses to move away from that narrative uh even him getting back on twitter getting his twitter account reinstated everything was in the news uh I mean, he even sold nfts so yeah he's been just been in the news uh, still very up to date still very active and still speaking out and if I think finally, you know, announcing that he was running for for election again, like uh, even last year, very very early, but already announcing that he had the intention to do so, so yeah, he still he still remained in the news even after losing the election, and I think the the second thing is usually the, I think it's just a also a um the 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 people who might want to prosecute uh you know the ex presidents for their crimes or, or alleged crimes or anything. They also realize that it can be taken quite badly in the public eye. Mm. It can mm. be seen as weaponizing the justice system to take revenge against a political candidate. Uh, You know, especially when now you got a Democrat in power, right? And then there's... Now the Department of Justice comes forward with this. Um, it might be seen as a, yeah, a political weapon as opposed to something that's uh, particularly objective la, and might not be taken as well by the, the general public. La. So that's why this... Diamond is such a big deal because it's the first time in history it's been done like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I think i uh, just reading comments as well. People are like, oh, great. Now that they've, now that they're going after Trump, let's go after every politician out there because every politician has definitely committed, uh, something or some crime somewhere, you know? So they're talking about, obviously, talking about Biden and, and other politicians as well, other pre- ex presidents. So. so, yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's, uh, is I think it's quite polarizing, uh, This move, whether whether um, it really is. I think the people who are anti-Trump are saying that no one should be above the law, right? Which is something uh very idealistic to as- aspire towards. But those who are supporting Trump are saying that now that I'm seeing him being persecuted, I want to support him even more. You know.
1: Yeah. So basically, what you're saying that sometimes in cases like this, it's better to like okay. Just close one eye for whatever shit this ex president has done, uh for to prevent polarization, lah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether close an eye but but can they put together a case that's slam dunkable uh, right? That is so strong that you cannot deny that it's wrong, or can it be used, you know, used by someone like Trump, who's the master manipulator of the media, right? Yeah. He knows how to use use all these things to whether it's fundraising or to just garner more support or to just paint his opponents in a very bad light he knows how to do to do that very well
1: yeah because i mean i think that that's an interesting thought because i think even in you know our daily lives our work Mm -hmm. lives and all sometimes you know you want to pick your battles right Mm
0: -hmm. you want to
1: pick your battles and sometimes you do you really want to fight this particular thing or in the grander scheme of things, okay, it's better to just let that slide. Or yeah, like mm. what you said, make sure you have a bulletproof case. La. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, like like you going online and, I mean, even looking at some examples of this one, this one tweet I saw by Kevin McCarthy. Uh, he's a Speaker mm. of the House and Representative um, of California's 20th District in the House of Representatives. Basically, a, he's a Republican. la. Um, mm-hmm. and he had one tweet. Alvin Bragg, who's the the main judge in the course in in, in the case, has irreparably. I, thought, I
0: think it's the the DA right, the district attorney, ah, the from district Manhattan, attorney, who's yeah, bringing yeah. forward all the charges. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Alvin Bragg has irreparably damaged our country in an attempt to interfere in our presidential election. As he routinely frees violent criminals to terrorize the public, he weaponized our sacred system of justice against President Donald Trump. The yeah. American people will not tolerate this justice, and so on. So. And that has like, I think it was just a few days ago. It has 115 thousand likes, though. No? Mm, it's been mm. seen 9.5 million times. So, like, like what you said, right? There's no politician that's perfect. There's no district attorney that's perfect. So it it's just opening up. Like, if the district attorney has in his past made even one judgment that was seen to be like a bit, a bit shady, a bit polarizing, they will they will use it against this and. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's scary. La, and, and it feels like it is going to be more polarizing. La.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you see even in
1: Singapore, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Singapore also. La. But what, what, what uh, specific instance are you talking about?
1: I mean, you know, in some cases where a politician in Singapore or an MP says something that maybe you disagree with, but the way other politicians or the parliament in general reacts to that person makes you go like, eh. Hey, Wow, oh, that guy, maybe that guy, like, okay, for example, Leong Man Wai, you know. Mm,
0: mm, mm. <laughs> I'm yes. not
1: saying Leong Man Wai and Trump are the same, but mm. I'm just saying sometimes when Leong Man Wai says something um, that you, even you hear it objectively, you're like, uh, really? But then mm. you see the way the other MPs react. And you know that one instance where they were making fun of his education or something? Mm, yeah, They're like, hey, oh, yeah. no, shut up. I'm going to support mm. this guy.
0: Mm, mm, mm. And there's a and then, uh, there's a. Like uh Yeah, there's that whole foxy element of it, lah, right? Oh, this guy is just trying to he's trying to say what what's on everyone's minds and look at all mm. these all these uh elite people laughing at him and mocking him for for, you know, reflecting the what what people are thinking la.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because I mean it doesn't help also that the whole world is going through tough times la, right? Mm. And mm-hmm. it's very easy to be like, the people in power are not even doing a good job. So yeah. screw them lah, you know?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the interviews that I saw of uh, Trump supporters outside the the courthouse, a lot of them were saying, uh, "Look at the state of the economy now. Uh, look at the fact that you know there's a war, there's this huge global war going on, um, and then compare that to what life was like between 2016 to 2020." Mm-hmm. Can oh, you yeah. tell me <laughs> that? Can you tell me that we are in a better place now than when Trump was in power? You know, so obviously there's a much more nuanced answer to that. Thing la but all the optics of it just—it's true la right? You you look at you look at what where the world is now, oh where the world God. is post COVID everything compared to what <laughs> it was like with Trump. Yeah, Trump wasn't yeah, Trump wasn't exactly everyone's ideal candidate and all that, right? But there there were certain things that 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 there are things happening now that we could not have foreseen back like in twenty sixteen or, or what like right? That would have happened to the world. Right? So it's just yeah, they can just lay the all the blame at the foot of uh. Biden and everyone who came after Trump? Though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I mean there was COVID also right? Whether or not yeah, exactly. it registers in your head that, oh, <laughs> it was because of COVID. Your own memory is gonna be like, fuck man, the past few years sucked.
0: Yeah. Actually that's an interesting question. Uh. Would you Oh my if, god. Would you let's say you could get uh like twenty twenty, you could have Trump remaining in power and then but then there's no COVID. You know? <laughs> Mm. Would you take that? Would you take the trade versus like you know Trump is out of the the White House and then everything happens like uh, COVID and everything as it is now uh? I guess would, I would, mean would you would you trade for that?
1: I would say I would say have Trump uh, have Trump. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why yeah uh? COVID COVID that better? Uh? I mean uh, COVID. I mean yeah, COVID yeah COVID at the end of the day like so many lives are lost and so many people's lives were interrupted by COVID huh you know, uh I don't know man, yeah, it's a it's a, like, like Trump, um yeah, I mean you don't know where he would have taken the country, but at the same time, uh yeah, like if we could not have COVID but have Trump, yeah, like maybe maybe the same la like, also be like, okay, yeah, let, let's let's not have COVID. Like, then we see how we can deal with Trump lah, like, right? Yeah, this <laughs>
1: There's one of those shitty-ass dilemma things where, you know, the answer's not clear. It's like, yeah. okay, would you uh, have Biden and COVID or Trump and no COVID? Wow, la, <laughs> what
0: a shitty question, man. But I think the worst would have been having had, if, Trump, if it was Trump and COVID together, la, right?
1: Actually, uh. you never know, man. I don't know, man. Now yeah. you look at US yeah. politics, I also don't know what to think <laughs> anymore. Um, everything yeah. just seems to be getting worse. Uh, There was all this talk about once a Democrat becomes president, you know, the shootings and the gun laws and all will be reduced. But holy shit, that's worse. You know, the mm. economy is worse. We just had some banks needing needing to be bailed out. And you look at it, yeah. you're like, oh, my God. And of course, not everything is Biden's fault. But mm. just the association, the
0: timing. Mm. Uh, Yeah, man, this is going to yeah. be a... Yeah. Remember (laughs) Afghanistan, (laughs) Afghanistan also.
1: Yeah, how how the
0: US withdrew from Afghanistan, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was number four in the top five quotes uh, by Trump. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. tough
1: one. (laughs) He said, our country is going to hell. It's an insult to our country. The world is already laughing at us for our open borders and the withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan. That one also didn't paint a good picture on the US, right? Yeah.
0: And you think about it, Trump, you know, I mean, at the start of COVID, he was like, oh, it's it's from China. It's a, It's the Wuhan virus. It's the Chinese virus, right? Mm. And then now everyone was like, oh, come on, that's like racist and everything to say that. It's not right to say that. And then now all these years later, they're like, yeah, you know, the likelihood of it, (laughs) the COVID starting, having started in a lab somewhere is very, very high, right? You know? So everyone's like, hey, look, Trump was right, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's the eh? crazy world we live in. It's a simulation that we're in.
1: Exactly. so again, people—it's easy to say. You know, Trump. Trump says what what people think. You know, it might not be the most palatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, this thing is not going to end, man. Because uh, this past Tuesday, he was arraigned in Manhattan. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, then on A- in April 25th, he will go on trial uh, against writer E. Jean Carroll, who has sued Trump for defamation and sexual assault after he allegedly raped her mm-hmm. uh, in May there would be could be potential criminal charges against trump and his allies for efforts to overturn the 2020 election results mm. in october he will go on trial in new york um uh for tax fraud then in december it will be i think the next time he appears in court for this case uh mm. in january 2024 he will go on trial again uh, in a mm. civil lawsuit so it feels like all this is can you? It's it's the perfect campaign trail for his running next year. <laughs> yeah. Because being in uh, criminally charged doesn't preclude you from running for president, apparently.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's America that 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 we live in. I mean, not we live in. That's America that we have today, lah. Right.
1: Yeah, that we have today. <laughs> that we have today. Yeah. Man, oh man. Crazy story. But yeah, it's still a developing story. I'm sure there'll be news. And I don't know when or when we'll cover it. We'll probably will cover it again when there is a significant amount of things that have happened in between.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> well, mm. you know, as the American legal system is trying to do its, uh, you know, its cleanup of, and draining the swamp. Here in Singapore also, we're also doing a lot of cleanup in our mm. uh, coffee shops, and our hawker centers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've quite interesting new. In, I mean, quite interesting new uh behaviors since uh, a new law was introduced. And what is this? What is this uh interesting uh statistic that was recently revealed? Uh, uh
1: the this the statistic that came out of a survey by SMU, uh, with two thousand twenty Singapore residents from July to October twenty twenty two was that seventy eight point four percent of Singapore residents say they return dirty trays uh, because it's the right thing to do and not because mm. of the fine. La, not because of the law that was passed, I believe, last year mm. where they said you could be fined uh, for not returning trays. It was introduced yeah. September 1st, 2021. Mm. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, the survey w- was done. Uh, it talked to about two thousand, two thousand twenty people. It was a public cleanliness satisfaction survey. Mm. But, what do you think of that statistic?
0: Um, yeah it's I think it it quite accurately reflects uh what's going on in the ground, right like uh nowadays you go to coffee shops and hawker centers um, there's a much more there's a lot more activity around the tree return areas. Uh, I think last time every time I saw a tree return area in hawker centers or coffee shops, it always was very empty right. Mm. And usually most of the tray returning would be uh, most of the trays would be cleared by an uncle, old uncle, auntie pushing a trolley. Now I see I see people picking up after themselves a lot more, uh teaching their kids to do it. And uh yeah, I think it's a it's a positive step. Uh, and I'm quite I am honestly quite surprised that um, yeah uh most Singaporeans have taken to it so quickly. La. But how about you? Eh? Uh
1: yeah, I mean I'm I'm not surprised and also that's why, like, I think when the law came out, I can't remember if we spoke about it. Uh, mm. I do feel that most people will return it not because of the law. La. Mm. Uh, uh, And, I mean, I think, yeah, so so, 78% sounds about right. Because not to say that you don't go to hawker centers and still see uh, trays and, and uh, uh, plates and crockery still there. La.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But but that's where, like, the, the fine, I, I don't know, I have... You, do you think people have been fined?
0: Oh, I don't know, man. That's an interesting statistic to pull out. Eh? Like, how do they yeah. how do they catch these people? Is there someone who just someone from NEA who just sits at a coffee shop and waits for people not yeah, to return the <laughs> trace? <laughs> Undercover <laughs> agent, eh, just having kopi, just watching. That yeah, yeah, fucker,
1: yeah. Eh, never return his. I mean, his we eh? laugh
0: about it, but that's what they do for smokers, eh, right? They they yeah. literally hang around like uh, smoking points and wait for wait for people who. Smoke outside of the smoking poison and then they catch them right mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah i mean the the survey also covered other aspects like you know public cleanliness um, in mm. general ninety two percent of the respondents were satisfied with the cleanliness of public spaces uh mm. which was similar to the year before uh food outlets saw the largest decrease uh eighty two percent eighty two point seven percent are uh uh satisfied public toilets eighty one percent satisfied uh coffee shops, fifty-three percent satisfied. Public toilets in hawker centers, uh sixty-three percent. Um mm. yeah, so so the thing about the the trace, I mean, has it ever occurred to you because I know I know you you were returning trays for years retailer right? And I'll give you mm. credit for uh early on when we started working together being quite an enforcer of like, hey, return the tracer.
0: Uh. Mm, mm, yes. Right. Yes. Uh but what
1: right. made you want to return the trace way back? Uh.
0: no, it's just a sense of clean up after yourself, no? And that's something that uh I think I mean, yeah, maybe from young I, I kind of like it was uh I was taught to do that a bit more. Or at least maybe not from young, lah. I think I think I was very sport as a kid. But but later as you grow a bit older, I don't know whether it was army or, or living alone or what, then you realize that, yeah, every time there's something left there, You someone has to clear it, right? And uh, mm. I mean, if it, if it especially you're in a public place, like it's only considerate to clear up after yourself, right? so so that's why I think from the start I was thinking of doing it. But, but I mean, it's, I, I, there were so many people who were not doing it, so almost it negated the the point of doing it, right? Because a lot of times, I think even when I want to return trace, sometimes the cleaning auntie will be like, no, 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 just leave it, you know. They'll tell you, no, no, mm. don't bother. Just leave it, just leave it, leave it on the table, i clear, i clear. Cause they'd rather you you just leave it then they do the clearing and you don't like put it somewhere else or mess it up or what like, right?
1: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Mm. I think I think the biggest shift, uh aside from, you know, like just having some introspection and and reflecting, uh, would be the sight of a lot of these cleaning aunties and uncles Because... Uh, mm. They tend to be like old and you look at them, you're like, oh shit, like why Why are they having to do this at their age? Like? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that is one big reason. Like, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I would like to think a lot of people are, are, are thoughtful and stuff. But I mean, early on, I also think when I when I came back to Singapore to studies, I don't think I used to clean trays, uh, like leave trace that diligently. Mm-hmm. But as you start to think about more social issues, then you look at these aunties and uncles and... I think that is what much more than the fine, You know,
0: but what, what what about the argument? Like, if you don't let them clear the tray for you, then they'll have no more jobs. Then they'll be they'll be retrenched or whatever, and then they don't even have a livelihood anymore.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know whether I don't think that's the best argument, lah. Because hopefully mm. they can still find jobs uh, doing other things. That I mean, the cleaning trays thing, like whenever you look, you know, like there is always this this. This this HQ where all the trays are clean and it's just, it just feels like, you know, everyone comes here to eat, enjoy their meals and all, and it's just dumped there. So, yeah. I don't know, I mean, yeah. I don't know whether there are that many jobs waiting for, for them that, that could still help them earn a livelihood which they need, Uh, mm. but just these sort of jobs, I don't know, maybe for them it's like, ah, fuck lah, like, why, why people returning the trays so much? Mm. <laughs> I mean, no, you never
0: but, know, right? Never know, never know, but I think the last three years, the last three years has, uh, sort of created a sub, a sub job, you know, within the, within, uh, coffee shops and all these places. Actually, that is to, to actually sanitize the tables and chairs a lot more, lah, right? Mm. So if the, uh, to me, it's like, if people clear their own trays, that actually leaves the, you know, the, the cleaners and the people who, they have more time and more space to, to sanitize the tables and chairs, lah. Which is, uh, I think because of COVID, realized that actually that's very important also. So actually, yeah, I think that argument of like, oh, they'll lose their jobs. I think it's uh it was probably, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a bit of a perverse kind of like uh reverse engineering and answer for why they, they needed to continue clearing trays. You know, mm-hmm. but I think once once they didn't have, to, once the bulk of the clear, yeah, tray clearing uh, was removed from their responsibilities, they could spend time, yeah, la, sanitizing tables, which in the last three years and all, we've realized is much more important. La. Yeah.
1: Also, mm. oh, you're saying that that is a more, yeah, la, like not say their job just gets uh, tweaked, la. the job's going get tweaked, yeah, right? They
0: get tweaked to do things and maybe, <clears throat> maybe clean everything more thoroughly as well, la, right? Which benefits everyone. Yeah.
1: Mm. I mean, uh, have you, like, I know the extent of these uh, automated robots is just for, oh. There are some that collect trays, right? Some food courts where you can put trays. I've
0: never seen the robots collecting trays. Have you?
1: Uh, I don't know. Like last week, I went to a restaurant where the robots even serve the food, Right? It comes from the kitchen yeah, and yeah.
0: uh so, the food. I mean, they bring they bring the tray to you, but you still need to take the tray yourself, Right?
1: Yeah, it's fucking annoying. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> it's and then like, my, I think my kid, the first time he encountered one of these robots, he went nuts, because. Uh, it was he. He thought it was really scary that the robot was, you know, imposing on us and everything. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <But laughs> and, I, I didn't but, really appreciate the the robot that much.
1: But yeah, I I do I do think that um the the fact that a lot of these cleaning jobs tend to be taken by uh or done by older people, right? Mm. I mean, I hope that at some point the the people in power are not going to realize the power of having old people do jobs to plug at the heartstrings of people, lah. Because mm. you know we have mm. an elderly population, right? Suddenly there's there's this entire army of old people that are used to communicate messages that people don't want to hear. And you know mm. GST increase, right? Mm. Imagine an old eighty plus year old auntie telling you, Boy, uh we need to increase GST. I think most people are like, Okay, okay mm. fine, fine, <laughs> GST fine. But if it's yeah. a younger younger politician or something, you'll be like, hey, shut up la okay? Why mm. does the GST has to increase? Can you imagine if they almost politicize old people? Or weaponize weaponized, old people. Weaponized, yeah. Hold no more, weaponize the silver generation.
0: Are not you describing like most safety distancing ambassadors? In
1: but in they're essence? not like they're not like old <laughs> old, right? Oh yeah, like, yeah, no, they're not. They're not, yeah. They're not old old. I tell mm. you once they start they start realizing the power of old people. Uh, wallah. Mm. Then to anything tug. you don't want. Anything You're talking new rule.
0: about to tug at the heartstrings of people. Uh, yeah.
1: Right? Yeah, oh, which which just is like insane. one annoying rule that has that has been imposed recently, yeah. Uh, uh
0: you mean Singapore?
1: Yeah. I mean, this uh, trade thing
0: was a bit weird, but like, I
1: don't know, what's a, what's a, what's a, anything I mean, mask,
0: Wasn't mask wearing like, didn't, wasn't that a big deal the last three years?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that was in the, like the broader world catastrophe kind of thing. Mm. Maybe there's some, there's some annoying thing like, uh, maybe like the next film that's going to get banned for some, some contentious uh, liberal Stance. Mm. You just get mm. old people to announce it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think It'll people make it, will be a lot more receptive. Yeah, making more receptive for everyone. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, did do you manage to take a look at the survey and see the other parts of it as well that were that were quite interesting?
1: Like what? Huh? As i I um, I went, I skimmed through it, but nothing really stood out.
0: Yeah, I think there was a. They also did ask people about uh, their hand washing habits. Mm. Uh, after, you know, before eating, after eating, after using a public toilet. So that statistic, um, thankfully, it has increased the percentage of people who wash their hands after going to the toilet. It has increased to 91%. But I'm like, when I saw the statistic, I was still like, what? You mean there's still 10% of people who don't wash their hands after using the toilet? Oh my goodness, That's, that's crazy. And apparently, out of that, 10% of people who don't wash their hands after using toilet, about half of them, 54% of them, say they clean their hands with hand sanitizers or antibacterial wet wipes <laughs> instead. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm thinking, how about that other half? You know, what do they do? They Do Do they even bother to wash? So, uh, yeah, that was something I observed when I was traveling, uh, you know, in, in, in Korea, uh, like over winter. I noticed hmm. that a lot of public toilets I went to, a lot of people didn't want to wash their hands. Because after using the bathroom. And uh, my guess is because um, when the weather is really cold, yeah. and then you wash your hands and the water comes out and it's cold. Uh, after that, your hands feel really cold and, and you know your skin gets irritated and tingly and everything. So a lot of people choose to just not wash their hands uh, you know, after using the public toilet. Hmm. Um, but then in Singapore, I don't understand why they there's no <laughs> such thing here in Singapore where the weather is cold and you can't wash your hands. So... I'm just still shocked that there's 10% of people even after COVID who still don't wash their hands after going to the toilet. La.
1: I can I can imagine one reason is because I mean, sometimes when you go to a public toilet, there's no like napkins to dry your hands or something, right?
0: Mm, yeah. So
1: then I would imagine la, like one thing is you don't wash your hands so that it doesn't get wet. La.
0: <laughs> I mean, it can dry, <laughs> but you don't have to use a napkin. Dry just, it, let it, just let it, let the air, just let it out in the air and just dry it, let it dry.
1: No, but, yeah. but sometimes, you know, like when we are going for a meeting or something and I really need to pee, part of me is like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, and then I need to find my ways to dry my hands because I can expect the handshake coming. La. You know, for a while when it was fist bumps, it was less of an issue. But I yeah. hate having to shake hands when my
0: hands are wet. The then, you, you know, bummed, you're la, la. the it's whole thing. Bummed.
1: Sorry, little my little hands bummed. are wet.
0: You know, no, 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 sometimes I'm they much, come in I'm with ba- a handshake. i am much rather that to know that you're someone who washes your hands after going to the toilet, then, eh, your hands are so dry after you came out of the toilet. That's weird, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you don't need to say like I just came out from the dry, the, the oh, toilet right. and my hands are dry. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I, I can imagine that being one of the, one of the reasons. But, there, there are other behaviours also that, that perplex perplex me when it comes to uh, public bathrooms like, like, one thing, you know, like, for for uh, the, the urinals, you know, I'm sure mm. all the women listening to this also know that in men's toilets there are urinals, right? So, sometimes when you are peeing at a urinal, it just boggles my mind that some people still have to use their phone when they're peeing in a urinal. Mm-hmm. Like how long is your pee that you need to use your phone? And I mean, like one hand to maneuver down there and one hand to maneuver up there, it blows my mind. No? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I mean, I'm not saying that when I'm peeing in a urinal, I'm just observing the people beside me la. But it, mm. it just strikes me as odd. Like. So I think if there was a detailed survey of people's habits in public bathrooms, right, it would reveal mm. so much. Because I yeah. think not washing hands is just a tip of the iceberg. Like.
0: It is the very dirty, disgusting tip of the iceberg, like. But I mean, um what well, you, you need two hands to pee, is it? <laughs> you must have you need you must use two hands to pee, is it? That's, I think I mean, that's the bigger question to ask. <laughs> <answer. laughs> What you do? If you just you don't need to That's use one hand. That's a fucked I don't really, up question, la, to ask, there is, If you use one hand, I don't, I don't understand why you can't use the other hand to to whatever scratch your face or something, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, you never know. Sometimes the aim can go miss, <laughs> like, a misdirect. It feels like having a spare hand is useful, but uh, for but like it's like thirty seconds max to pee, right? What article mm. are you reading that you have to read? And because you when you're reading your phone, your eyes eyes are there. You never know mm. what, what might be going on down, down la, you know? Mm. I'm not saying I use two hands actively. Sometimes my uh, one I hand see. is just
0: hanging around, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just hanging around, doing what? Looking at other people <laughs> and trying to shield your eyes from people, observing what they're doing. What so, they're peeing, if there was a
1: survey that. question for you, Terrence, like, how many hands do you need to use to pee? What mm. would your answer be? One or two? Would you check one or two?
0: I would say two, la, because logistically, you. <laughs> Like pulling a zip and everything usually it yeah. requires two hands, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then the moment your hand touches the zip, I think you got to wash those hands really, yeah, both hands. You can't like not wash uh, both hands, right?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so based on that, like extrapolating that a bit, the one thing also that I do sometimes think about is like everyone's phone, right? It's fucking gross, like, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is.
1: Uh. Right. It's gross. So, unless you periodically just like use wet wipes and all, it's probably got a, so much. Stuff because as bunch of people may or may not admit it. I think if you're sitting uh in, in the on a pooper in a in public mm. toilet, which I don't know how many people also are comfortable to poop in public toilets, but mm. chances are you might use your phone. La.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Most likely, la. yeah. The phone probably yeah. is the most disgusting thing that we that we have on ourselves at all times. La. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I wish the survey went went down into deeper details of what exactly happens in the public toilet. Mm. You know, maybe mm. there should be a follow up survey. Yeah. You know, like, do you always just uh go to to urinals or stalls? I guess for women, it's it's always stalls. I don't know whether there are any no. toilets with female urinals because I know I have heard of mm. the concept of female urinals, but I don't mm. know. Maybe mm. maybe in female toilets, like, it's a totally different world.
0: Yeah, it might be. Uh, but totally uh, different
1: world.
0: There, there's also another statistic, if, if I can, that uh, mm. that I found quite surprising. Um, you know, most people say. 84% of respondents think that the main person responsible for returning trays should be be the individual person using the table, right? Which makes sense, right? You use the table, you return the tray. Um and I think uh another six percent feel that it should be the cleaners, you know, which mm. is uh what we're discussing. And then another um I think uh eight percent think that responsibility should be the operators of the of the coffee shop or the venue right? Mm. So she's saying that it should be the staff at that place. Uh, and that, leaves us, that puts us at 98%. You know the remaining 2%, you know what they think? What? The remaining 2% <laughs> think that it should be the responsibility of the diner who uses the table after them to clear the tray. So there's 2% Whoa. of respondents who think that it should be the next person who's using this table who should clear the tray. That means I was, and I was just thinking, wow, that's basically like that means 2% of people that you meet in the world are real assholes. Uh. They expect you to clean up after them if you are using the table after them. Is that, uh, if that's not crazy, I don't know what is. Uh. Wow,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to meet this 2%. Yeah, yeah. The
0: sense this of per- uh, uh, yeah, re- requiring other people to clean up for them, yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe there was just a troll. Like. Maybe there was just a troll survey. Because, I mean, mm. these sort of surveys also must always take the results with a pinch of salt. Like.
0: Correct, correct, correct. But given but that oh. they talked to 2,000 people, that means about 40 people responded. There. Probably 40 people, right? 2% of respondents <laughs> responded. <laughs> oh, that's
1: there. true. Like. That's not a small 40 number. 40 people. Like. Eh? Yeah,
0: it's not just a one or two. It's 40 people who said that. It should be other people using the table who clear the trailer. Like. But okay, so crazy. the
1: one thing that I do notice at places like, say, Starbucks, you know. Mm. Um, Starbucks, I do remember multiple times when I do go there for like a coffee or something that uh, I kind of clean up based on whatever's there. Have, you've also mm. done it, right? You know, yeah, we've yeah, had meetings yeah. there and all. But yeah. somehow that one is acceptable. You know, mm. like it almost feels like, okay, you know, there aren't, they don't have dedicated cleaners. It's always someone from behind the counter who comes. Um, nice. And sometimes you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it. There's a table there. I'm just going to help to clean it. Maybe it's because you don't get like bones and like prawn shells and all. But I mm. always found that weird because at Starbucks, you don't pay for, like coffee's not cheap there, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that that's when I always feel like, hmm, interesting, huh, this dynamic. As in,
0: you feel it should be, it should be the staff of Starbucks who clear it, who clear, clear the cups rather than uh, the not next to user? Say,
1: not to say that it, it should be them, but it's almost counterintuitive, right? You know, like Hawker Centre, the food is cheaper, so you almost assume there's no service charge, and no service charge, so certain things you, you give and take, like okay, you mm. have to clean up after yourself because the food is cheap. But Starbucks, where you pay a lot for coffee, and you still have to clean up, but that's mm. never really brought up or talked about, like, which was just, mm. uh, I was like, eh, hey, why does this feel a bit weird? Not to say I have an issue with like, just bringing stuff there if I want a seat. La. Of course, I can ask him, mm. hey, can you clean this up? But sometimes it's just a cup. Mm, but I always yeah. thought that was an interesting dichotomy. La. Mm.
0: But, but maybe that's where the, there's a lack of like real material incentives for people to clear up. Like at recently, Starbucks? I went, uh, at anywhere. Because oh. recently, I went to a, a restaurant where they literally have a tray drop-off area. And it's slightly inclined such that when you drop the tray, the tray rolls into a into a slot. lah. And at the end of the slot there's a button. So then the tray touches the button, it dispenses a token. And with that token, you can turn around and use it to get a free ice cream at the ice cream huh? machine. Yeah, the ice cream machine they have right next to the tray return. So it's like it's almost like everyone's like, oh, like can't wait to return the tray after lunch because they're like, Oh, I want to get a free ice cream on my way out. You get a,
1: is it a promo or what? Or is
0: it is it no, a main? No, it's thing? like a it's a permanent thing for them, yeah. Yeah. So, it's like everyone, what? even the kids, even the kids are incentivized to go and return the trays, which I thought was awesome. Like, yeah.
1: Wow. So, mm. so then I used like without... So, okay, so incentives, they can always be a powerful thing. Um, mm, but, mm. but do you think the tray returning thing is also dependent on where you are dining at? Because, like, okay, like what you said, a restaurant, uh, there's an incentive, so you're more incentivized. But let's say you go to a place like, let's say, Starbucks or... Or even when I went to Shake Shack for the first time last week, yeah, mm. uh, you know, you're, you clear your own trace like, There's mm. a place for you to clear your trace. Then I was thinking, I find my openness to clear trace changes based on uh, how much you're am Yeah, <laughs> and I think there's a I can't I can't imagine that not being a normal uh normal sentiment right?
0: Like, yeah, yeah. Do you feel that? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I, I think uh it's it's only natural right like like the human brain just operates that way right you look at all these different all these different inputs and circumstances and and then you you kind of like hey, doesn't make sense that I have to I'm paying like service charge, I'm paying for all these things, and I still need to to clear my trailer right mm. um I mean, it's only natural la. we've been brought up and we've been conditioned to think that way la, right service charge and or you know, well, tipping or whatever la. but um. Maybe to use psychology, it really does help to give a little small reward at the end of the day for you to clear a tray. Uh, even if it's someone at the tray counter just saying thank you to you, I think that that, that small reward goes a long way in, in training better behavior from people. Uh, and the problem now is that we've sort of just gone from one extreme to the other, from uh, no punishment, no reward, no incentive whatsoever to clear a tray. Now we're expecting people to, you know, or you, you've got to clear a tray, if not, we'll find you and nothing else, like, you know. But Terrence, We've what about the, the values? What values? about the values,
1: Terrence? You know, you say cleaning, after, cleaning up after yourself. Why can't it be based yeah. on just values, Terrence? Why must it be yeah. a monetary incentive or ice cream incentive?
0: But values also need to train, like what you said, you know, difficult messages need to be put out in public. Maybe they need to spend money and resources to train people or to, to, to educate people about these things. Like. It can't just happen overnight, like you know. So, so hmm. I, I'm, I'm I'm all for, like, there being some intermediary, some intermediate reward, so to speak, for returning your trades. Whether it's like, there's like a, someone gesture at the trade counter saying, thank you so much for, for returning your trade. You're such a nice person or something like that. So you're saying for
1: the additional twenty twenty eight, uh, 20.16, uh, 21.6% of the, uh, no, actually the the question, that, that step was people's reasons for returning trades. But yeah. Then, like yeah. to even have someone to say thank you, like Terrence. You mean we are so soft as a society? Yeah, we need so much positive reinforcement. Eh?
0: I mean, yeah, It is positive. Like what you said, it's positive reinforcement. So, so isn't that isn't that? I mean, if it if it helps to change behaviors, why not? You know, and it creates a creates one more job for another old person also. Why Just not, to say right? thank you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice old auntie saying thank you to you. Doesn't that help tug at your heartstrings? Just
1: it. Yeah, true la, uh, true. Yeah, just to say thank you. Uh. Then yeah. for washing hands also, like washing someone to stand bit... by the sink. Uh, thank you, thank you for washing. I don't hands.
0: know to say thank you, uh, but washing hands. I feel like yeah, maybe that one really need to enforce more strictly. Uh, that people need to wash their hands after using the toilet. Uh. I don't understand how that's is <laughs> not a thing yet. Uh. We got we got ERP, we got AI and all that, but we can't catch people who don't wash <laughs> hands after going to the toilet, right? just like a moisture detector yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. or someone who stands at the door and then you got to shake the hand after you come out of the toilet la. and then they'll test hey your hands don't dry something wrong
1: but then maybe they just do a good job drying la.
0: Uh, possibly possibly also yeah <laughs> to, wash
1: hands, easy, uh. <laughs> to wash hands wash hands interesting uh. I mean if there's yeah. anyone listening who routinely doesn't wash hands and has a, is very staunch about it right yeah. Please, please, please share your thoughts and sentiments.
0: <laughs> I would love to know why, i I love to know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but man. yes, uh, speaking of cool. feedback from people, uh, what's mm. your comment? What is your one show comment?
1: Uh, my one show comment, um, was I mean, in in response to the podcast we did three eighty two where we talked about. Indonesia losing the FIFA World Cup hosting rights. Mm, Um, mm. So there was a comment from Electrical Oil 714, where they said after hearing this episode, I really feel that not having a Malay or Muslim in the podcast hurts their opinion here. They are Mm. really downplaying the atrocities that Israel have caused to the Palestinians over the last 70 years. Um, And Mm. they went on to say that there are reports that they have gone out of their way to injure or maim the Palestinian athletes. So, I mean uh someone did uh, respond uh asking for a source would like to read up on it um but as much as like uh i mean i i don't fully agree with the comment that oh you know like just because there are atrocities done mean that it, it needs to still result in the in the israelis not being able to compete because i think then you're generalizing that every israeli is like that like. but i do appreciate that they did Include some links to to certain things that happened in the past, which I mean, I just want to read up just for general knowledge, la. So mm. I, I I like it when they post something. Someone says, "Oh, can you share sources?" They share it, and and I will check out those those links, la. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean that the the commenter YDNTCHB did also agree, lah, that bringing someone with a different perspective would help, but just also want to caution against. Any generalization of their view because just having a Muslim on the podcast who shares their views doesn't mean that it's representative of all Muslims. La. Mm, yeah. yeah. So I thought, okay, that was a that was a thoughtful exchange and I will check out mm. those links. And yeah. I think I know what your one-show comments gonna be la.
0: Yes, I even said it on on uh on the subreddit itself, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's in response to the last episode, 383, where we talked about <clears throat> Singaporeans who want one thing an English test for new citizens uh. mm. and this this uh, hot garbage comics came forward uh, mm. with his long rant saying he hasn't been listening to a podcast for a while but this topic got me back in why is that why are you not listening to a podcast for a while <laughs> so he ended up also listening to episode 371 which is the infamous like excruciating episode that, that people thought that we were crawling um, he said after three, episode 371 I sided with Terence. And after listening to episode 383 as well, I still side with Terrence. Mm. So yeah, he gives a very long and interesting breakdown about why he thinks that um, the the English test for New Citizens shouldn't be a thing. And his perspective is coming from uh, an Indian national PMET who, you know, is a foreigner in Singapore, but was also I think, I believe is uh, married to a local Singaporean Chinese as well, right? mm So yeah, it's a it's a very very interesting uh take on on the issue, and not I'm only I'm not only just saying this because he, cause he agrees with me la, but but because I think he does a very uh very eloquent breakdown of why why he doesn't support the English test, even going yeah. down to like what level, what what each level of uh, English proficiency sounds like, uh, and and whether there's something you wanna. Uh, so, yeah, yeah do, do check out So, I mean, the it, is, it is a very long,
1: thoughtful uh, thing. But I have one issue with you, Terence. You responded, yes. wow, definitely <laughs> my one-true comment using the Ministry of Funny Reddit account. Okay. No, but I, I, I say it's me, no, but I, I, say it's me. No, I say it's me.
0: I said I, I signed off as Terrence.
1: No, no, no but still, <laughs> that is that is mischaracterizing of Ministry of Funny. You want to use your own damn no, Reddit I, account. Okay, Terrence? No,
0: no, no. no. It's, I mean, what to do? I have to manage the account. I'm the one... <laughs> Responding hey, on it most of the time you, like, regularly. <laughs> regularly without without like going on a barrage of like answering chomp messages and disappearing for three months. <laughs> so I have to use the account. Someone has to use the account, right? No,
1: no. You have your own Reddit account. Uh, but I will say, yeah, the comment was mm. very thoughtful. So so uh uh thanks thanks for that hot garbage comics. And hopefully you come back to listening to us lah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah he, he yeah, he actually does reference a lot of the different points that we make. Even though yeah, lah, we were very it got a very into a very heated argument that was was more emotional than it was uh maybe objective or what. But yeah. even then I think he, he also passed out what we were trying to say and, and you know, broke it down quite well. Yeah, know? man.
1: Cool. All right. cool and for the one shook thing, what is your one shook thing, man?
0: Um <laughs> one shook thing is uh uh, you know, this past April, uh obviously April's first is April's Fools, right? And you know, the last time there was the very big trend of uh, big April Fool's pranks that all the tech companies and, and all these retail companies would do. Uh, and I think it's died down a bit in recent years, like, right? Because generally during COVID, uh, through the Trump years and everything, there just wasn't people weren't in that, that kind of mood that much like, for anything kind of funny from big corporations and all. So you see a lot less of that, but there were still a few things that were going on in Singapore and a lot of them all revolve around food. Um, so yeah, there's the usual ones like a Durex Happy Meal, for example. So Durex packaged their, their condoms into what looks like a you know, fake uh, McDonald's Happy Meal. uh, And I think um, a bunch of others in Singapore were also like uh, some security companies saying that they would be starting like uh, uh I think uh, like almost uh jetpack surveillance uh, where the mm. security officers will use jetpacks and, and cameras to keep watch over Singapore. So all these were done in, in in good spirit. But we all know that they're all fake like, right. Uh but the one that I think I was really surprised by was uh NTUC themselves. NTUC fair price. What was it? <laughs> Coming forward and doing a prank where uh or at least releasing the picture of a prank where they said that they would be selling or uh they'll be offering the one point eight kilogram packs, giant one point eight kilogram packs of their their house brand potato chips to people at the Vivo City outlet uh. So they showed pictures of it. They were the pictures were literally of a uh child size, and I mean child size in the sense that it's as tall as like a uh primary school child. Uh. A one point eight kg pack of their house brand potato chips uh. Which I, I don't know if you've tried, but I have been actually buying some of these housebread potato chips and they're quite nice. They're right? very cheap. And then, yeah, they're, they're nice and they're quite cheap, you know, $1. Yeah, a pack, yeah. you know? So yeah. now they, they offer them as an April Fool's prank in like 1.8 kg uh, sizes. La. And then I think uh, people in the comments were like, were like, haha, great April Fool's prank. But you know, like if, if this is fake, uh, I'm going to call you guys out because I'm going to go down to Vivo City to try and get it. <laughs> yeah. But the crazy thing is, it was real. Like it wasn't even a prank. They really produced this one point eight kg child size packs and gave them out. I think I believe they gave them out to people at the Vivo City branch. And there's videos on their social media. They showed two kids dragging the bag with them. Uh, at the, I don't know at the warehouse or the factory outlet or whatever. And it's all real. One point eight kilograms of fair price potato oh chips. Oh my god! Yeah, you can actually see the evidence of it on their social media on their Instagram account. So yeah, that was oh. my one shopping thing. Cause. That's how, that's how April Fool's prank should be. La. Like, you tease people, but then you put the real thing out and shock everyone. La.
1: Wow, that is fucking great, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture and the video now. My God, that is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <man>. Shit. <laughs> oh, wow, shout out to NTUC, man. Yeah, shout out to NTUC. Good job. Wow, that is great. That is great. Kid yeah. size. Yeah, but the fair price potato chips are actually pretty good and they're cheap. Yeah, right? yeah, they're I cheap. Know. Oh, fair price potato chips. I love potato chips, man.
0: Yeah, not a good thing for for me lah, like, cause I I just end up like binging on it. But oh well, you
1: know. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, my one short thing. Um, I don't think I mentioned it. If I have, then I'm just going to say it again. Is the TV series The Expanse? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, You've uh, mentioned.
1: it before. Yeah, I mentioned. Like uh, now, I'm in season two and. Uh, I mean, mm. it was recommended to me by a few people, including our editor, Tristan. Um, and season one was good, but season two, it's it's great. Like. And the, Because, I mean, why I like it? Because it came out like maybe 10 years ago, the first few seasons. But the whole premise is that in future, there's a human colony on Mars. There is Earth, which is full of the um, like the elites and and like the basically society, like a few hundred years down the road, where you have elites and the not so elites, and then you have people who live on the asteroid belt, like, And the show starts on the cusp of war, like. So mm. season two has been great, and certain things I like about it is that even set, it's at a time where you know you hear all this talk of AI removing jobs and providing universal basic income to everyone, and everyone can do what they really want and be fulfilled. It, this one lives in that that time, but it also shows that uh, there's still going to be people who get screwed over. There's still the homeless. And mm. the worst thing is they cannot even apply for jobs because there are no jobs to apply. Like. So it feels like, oh shit, this was done 10 years ago. But the stories still feel very real, very relatable. And mm. yeah, season two is blowing my mind. And I've heard that it gets better. Like. Uh, mm. The first season takes a bit of a slow build. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I've, I've also realized that I really do like sci-fi. Mm. The Expanse. Mm. It's on Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah, it's quite new for you. This this uh, interest in sci-fi.
1: Yeah, I think last time maybe I was. Then I stopped for a while. But then the past few shows shows I've been watching sci-fi, and I, oh my god, I really do love sci-fi.
0: Mm. I like yeah.
1: sci-fi. I like space and 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 aliens and shit like that. So mm. it's great. Awesome. Great. Cool, man. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um. And and. Uh, I mean. Yeah, we will. I guess we can see who we are recording with later today, lah, right?
0: Yeah, 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 we can, we can. Uh, yeah, I think we, our next podcast will be a guest podcast. Yeah. Uh, coming out on Friday. And yeah,
1: uh, who, who is it? With uh, none other than Soru Yong, uh, yeah. who is uh, someone we've had on our podcast before, but mm-hmm. now he's back in Singapore for a while in the lead up to running again for Singapore at the upcoming Sea Games. And we're going to have him on yeah. our podcast, and that'll be out
0: this Friday. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for listening everybody.